Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Native Americans were the first people in what we now call the state of Utah. And while they've had a tremendous and made a tremendous contribution to our communities, they've also faced some outright prejudice and bigotry. And just as bad, they've not always been part of the conversation in society at large. Really pleased to have joining us on the show today, Clarissa Williams. She's a member of the South Salt Lake City Council and the first indigenous woman elected to that position. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Wonderful. Well, let's get a little bit of your story. People may not be familiar with you. were born and raised on the Navajo Nation and came to Utah in 2003. Tell us a little bit of your uh, your growing up experience in, in terms of the, the reservation uh, and Navajo Nation and then actually coming here to Utah. Well, I grew up, um, I was fortunate enough to grow up um, having grown up a lot with my family members. Um, I lived, you know, I had that the luxury of having lived with my grandparents, my great-grandparents, and having to live to see and be around my great-great-grandmother. Wow. So I was fortunate enough to have that. Um, <clears throat> the way I grew up, um, I grew up in a rural area. Um, I actually, to this day, where my mother lives, we are probably, so I grew up having to build a fire in the morning, mm. um, even hallwood for warmth, uh, a warming source. But I also grew up without running water. So I know what it's like to have to do without things that people take for granted every day. Um, so that kind of treated me to a lifestyle that I kind of assumed that a lot of people had, not realizing that some, you know, there were things that were available out there. So I grew up with a lot of hard work in my background. Uh, I love that. And, and I also, yeah. And then I grew up in a single parent home as well. Oh, Wow. And and yet you had that uh, generational connection back. I, I love that. We're so missing that. Uh, so you, you moved here to Utah. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experience uh, as an indigenous person just in the state of Utah before we actually got you to the, uh, to the council. Yeah. And yeah, we moved here in 2003, actually. Um, at the time, my husband and I, we were engaged at the time. And so we made the move up to Salt Lake. We had actually met with a professor from the University of Utah where we did research with him. So we were invited to the campus to do some work there with him. And so that's how we became familiar with the campus. And we then decided it was a good move for us to continue our education here and then to do that. And originally it had just become that we were just going to go to school, move back to the reservation, and try to make a difference there. Wow. That's, uh, that is and so... then jobs, having been offered jobs and given opportunities, we kind of continued to stay here. Yeah. 
Oh, I, lo- I love that. And uh, your, your staying here uh, proved out to be really good uh, for all of us and uh, for the <laughs> South Salt Lake City Council, uh, as you did become the first indigenous woman elected to that position. And tell me about the, after you were sworn in, you began your remarks in your native Navajo language. Uh, how important was that for you? To me, that is making my identification to who I am. And not only was it a recognition of my background, but it was also a praise to my mother mm-hmm. and to my grandparents back at home. But not only that, I identified myself also to the holy people that we believe in, mm-hmm. um, making my identification there and letting them know this is where I am. And originally, when I had decided to run for the city of South Salt Lake, I really never kind of thought that I never had that forethought in the back of my mind where I could be the first American Indian. I never really had that. So mine was just to make a difference in my community. Yeah, that's so important. And finally, uh, just in our, our last minute here, um, mm-hmm. what what do you hope that people will think about? We're talking about all different races and different race conversations that we should be having in the state. What's the one thing you hope everybody will think about today as it relates uh, to race relations? I, I would hope that we can all have that conversation. Um, you know, that we can have an open conversation about our backgrounds and differences and realize that really we all come, we may all come from different backgrounds. We have different color skin. We do, we speak differently. We have different, um, the way we've been brought up. But what I want people to realize is that at the end of the day, sometimes we all want to have the same change, whether we have, we speak a different language, different religion. I want people to know is we all have the same idea of growing up in safer neighborhoods mm-hmm. and that we actually want to work and live peacefully among one another. That's really what I want people to realize is at the end of the day, we all can live with one another no matter, despite any differences we may have. Yeah. Fantastic. Closure Williams, again, is a member of the South Salt Lake City Council, first Indigenous woman elected to that position. Uh, a great history, a great rich history and heritage and a great example to all of us. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. When we come back, we're going to speak with Representative Sandra Hollins. A lot of important things happening, Black History Month and much more. Stay with us. Crucial conversation here on Inside Sources. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.